Welcome to the Fuel Your Feel Good podcast. I'm your host, Carrie McGinn, physical therapist, yoga teacher, and coach. I've spent a lot of time, energy, and money on my own healing journey, and I want to share what I've learned with you. My intention behind this podcast is help those feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and burnt out find ways to feel good in their mind, body, and souls. I believe that everyone deserves to feel good in their bodies, and sometimes you just need a little guidance on how to get there. In this podcast, we'll dive into topics ranging from mindfulness to slow living, movement to mother nature, stress management to seasons of life, the lymphatic system to the vagus nerve, giving you tools along the way to feel really, really good in your mind, body, and soul. This is your one-stop shop for all things feeling good and managing stress. Thanks for being here. Hey friends, welcome back to the pod. Today we have a solo episode with yours truly, all about stress. If you follow me over on Instagram, you know I talk a lot about listening to your body, managing stress, and understanding how stress can positively and negatively affect your body and the role that it has in pain. So today we're going to break down, is stress really a bad Before heading there, let's just have a little check-in, a little drop-in with ourselves. If you're in a safe space to close your eyes, please do so. If not, just kind of listen along and notice what comes up. Wherever you are, take a nice deep breath in through the nose and a long breath out through the mouth. Allow yourself this moment in time and space to truly land right where you are and notice Ask yourself, how do I feel here today? Is there anything my body is asking of me? And without judgment or without making yourself a whole to-do list, just notice what comes up. Okay, so now that we've grounded, we've landed, Let's dive into today's topic. Is stress a bad thing? What does your gut tell you when someone asks you, is stress a bad thing? Most commonly, when I ask this question in my corporate lectures, everyone's hand raises and says, stress is a bad thing. It is awful. It is horrible. Well, I'm here to share that it's not actually. The short answer is stress is not a bad thing thing is stress is not inherently bad, but sometimes it can be. So yeah, the answer is it depends. Let's dive in a little bit deeper as to kind of why that is and and what that means. So first and foremost, what is stress? Let's go back to the definition of stress. Stress is the body's reaction to any change that requires an adjustment or response. It's how we react when we are under pressure or tension. So 
stress is not one thing. It's the body's reaction to any change, positive change, negative change, emotional change, physical change, internal change, external change. That's all stress is. I mean, when I say it as that's all it is, it sounds overly simplified, but there's a physiological changes that happened in the body so it can react to change and respond correctly. So stress is a natural thing that happens when we live our lives. Stress is a reaction to something. That something is often known as a stressor. There are physical stressors like exercise or illness, injury, or even structural change within the body. So say a torn ligament or a stretched tendon or a torn muscle. There are emotional stressors like grief and anger and sadness and even excitement. There's also mental, psychological, and energetic stressors, you know, being within the energy of a place or a person that is stressful on the body. And realistically, it's pretty hard to go through a day in life in our modern world without experiencing some sort of stress, right? Even if you love your life, even if you have the best job, even if you do all of the stress management and you really are good at listening to your body, stress happens. Stress is just our body's natural reaction to a stressor in the world around us and within us. And ultimately, stress is kind of unavoidable. You know, you can't know how a coworker is going to react. You can't know how the weather is going to go. You can't know if someone's going to cut you off in traffic. All these small things can create stressors in our life, and they're not bad. In fact, sometimes we need stress. Yep. Stress is essential for our evolution as a species and as a person. We need stress to learn, to grow, to evolve, to change. Stress helps your muscles get bigger and stronger. It helps you learn new skills. It helps you retain more information, improve your neuroplasticity. If we did not have stress in our lives, we would be the same person and arguably evolution wouldn't be a thing. It's really quite necessary for humans. And I think what gets confusing is that stress is the reaction, but we use the word stress to explain negative experiences in our life. And we'll discuss that in just a moment. But really when it comes down to it, stress is how we turn into who we are today, right? If I didn't change at all in the past 10 years. I would still be 22-year-old Carrie. I don't know if I that would be fun or just plain old exhausting. (laughs) But every time you lift a weight or you try a new movement pattern, you stress your muscles, your joints, your tendons, your ligaments. And in those muscles, this looks like micro tears that build back stronger and stronger each time. Every time you study and memorize new things, you place stress on your brain, which creates new neural pathways and neural connections. So you can see how stress is necessary, in fact. Stress is a necessary part of our growth. But once again, I think it's the negative connotation that kind of gets us all tripped up. So stress itself is not inherently bad. Stress can be good. It pushes us, it molds us, it changes us. Like I said before, it creates new muscle growth, it improves neural connections. 
connections. It teaches new things and it helps us go to the next level. For better or worse, in my own life, I truly believe that the most stressful and unfortunate experiences have brought me to who I am today, not only as a person, but as a healthcare practitioner. And yeah, if at the time when I was going through some things like my chronic illness in college or burnout after grad school, if you had told me that I'd be sitting here right now saying, oh, I'm so grateful for all that stress and all that worry and all of it, I would have laughed in your face because it was downright rough and miserable at times. But in retrospect, I can see how everything I went through in those periods really shaped who I am as a person and practitioner today. You know, if I wasn't sick in college and had to make the decision of if I was going to drop out of school or not and what classes I had to prioritize and learn how to move my body again after four months of not moving, I would have never done my yoga teacher training. That's how I found yoga. If I did not get so burnt out in my first physical therapy job after grad school, I wouldn't be sitting here today sharing this podcast. I wouldn't own my own physical therapy business, I wouldn't be living in the Berkshires. So I can see now how all of that stress and all of those experiences and challenges brought me to where I am today. Now, that doesn't make it any easier in the time, but what it does is it teaches us how moving forward, we can use stressors to our advantage. So stress can actually be a good thing. But just like any good thing, what's that saying? Everything in moderation or too much of a good thing isn't always such a good thing. That's where our problem lies. In our modern society, we glorify stress, being busy, and being productive. We are in go mode 24-7 always on, always ready. And endless stress, constant stress is a quote unquote bad thing. Chronic stress is quote unquote bad. And most importantly, chronic stress is where we start to see long-term negative effects to our brain, muscles, immune system, gut health. It's where you usually start to get symptoms like brain fog, headache, chronic pain, lack of concentration, bloating, muscle tension, fatigue. You can see it starts to affect every and any system in the body. And unfortunately, it's where a lot of people are in general in our world. And maybe a few of you listening to this have experienced this before. Too much stress, chronic stress, and stress that does not complete a stress cycle can be a bad thing. And I'll share a bit about the stress cycle in a moment. And this is why when most people are asked, is stress a bad thing? We say yes, because we're in these circles and cycles of constant chronic stress. So let's return to breaking down what happens when you experience a stressor. So you experience a stressor, whether that be a physical stressor, emotional, mental, any stressor, and your body has a physiological reaction. 
It sends out neurotransmitters that increase your heart rate, that increase your blood pressure, that divert blood from your digestive system to your muscles, and it prepares you to fight or flight or flee. So it prepares you to attack the stressor. Ideally, then what happens is all those physiological changes, we might sweat, we might get warm, our muscles are ready to move, our breathing's ready to kind of get a little bit quicker if we need more oxygen. We fight or we flee. And then we end the stress cycle. So that means we accomplish that reaction once again, whether that's fighting or fleeing or saying what you want, there's all different ways. And then we kind of come down from that stress reaction and the physiological shifts revert back to more of a rest and digest state. We relax, our heart rate decreases, uh, blood flow goes back to digestion, our breathing rate decreases, we feel a little bit more calm. That's ideally what happens when a stressor kind of crosses our awareness. The problem often is that last part, that completing the stress cycle normally doesn't happen. And therefore, we don't end up in that rest and digest phase. And there's a couple of reasons why the stress cycle doesn't end. And there's a really great book, uh, Burnout by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, is a fabulous book that talks about completing the stress cycle. And it was so, so eye-opening for me. I will link it below. Um, Fabulous book. But there are a couple of different reasons why the stress cycle doesn't get complete. Sometimes it's because we're holding back. We don't want to say anything because it's not socially, we don't see it as socially appropriate. Sometimes we don't have the capacity to react or respond Sometimes the stress is just so constant that you get hit with stressor after stressor after stressor. So every time you're about to kind of end your stress cycle, another stressor arises. So it's kind of this constant input um, without rest in between. And there's many other reasons as well. um, And they do highlight a lot in that book, Burnout by Emily Nagoski. But essentially, when the stress cycle is not completed then we can get stuck in kind of this chronic stress state. And as I mentioned earlier, that's when we really see the long-term negative effects of stress. And that's where a lot of people are living these days. And that's where a lot of people are like, I am so stressed. This is awful. What the heck is happening in my body? And I totally, totally get it. I have been there myself before. Another really important thing to note is that we, that activation of the kind of fight or flight system, that activation of of the body's systems and reactions to stress isn't a bad thing. We actually want to be able to move from activated, from that fight or flight mode down into rest and digest and back up again throughout our day. That is the sign of a healthy, resilient nervous system and body. To be able to tackle a stressor work through it, and then participate in a not stressful activity and move in and out of states 
sympathetic and parasympathetic are, are terms that are used here with ease. So the ability to move from stressed to not stressed, from activation to relaxation is really important. I don't know why, but as I was just talking about this, I think of like, I thought of like a parent who like sees their kid about to like fall off a chair and they're like sitting, the parents sitting there calmly and then they see the kid fall off and they react, they catch the kid and then they put the kid back down and then they go back to sitting and like reading their book or watching TV calmly. Who knows if internally they're calmly, but that kind of like you can react and then you can pause for a second and come back into that rest and relaxation. And who knows if they're actually feeling that way, but that was kind of the visual that I came up with in my brain at the moment. So once again, that stress isn't the bad thing. It can be very healthy. What's bad is when we get stuck there. And oftentimes we get stuck there for other reasons. Like we don't have the tools. We are in an environment that's not allowing us to move there. And we don't have the awareness of where our body is. So I could talk about this for hours and how important this is and and why it's important, but let's just shift a little bit into kind of what are the next steps if you're stuck in chronic stress, if you feel like stress is bad, if you feel like stress is overtaking your life, what do you do? First of all, take a nice deep breath in and out. You are not doomed. Nothing is wrong with you. Your body is trying to protect you. Remember that first. When we're dealing with stressful things, when things happen in our body, even like chronic illness, ultimately our body is trying to protect us and our body is trying to keep us alive. It might not feel that way sometimes. And once again, I am talking from personal experience and professional experience. It might not feel that way. But our body is always trying to protect us. Our body is always trying to survive. It wants you to be alive. And sometimes that ends up in being not comfortable (laughs) and painful, in fact, and frustrating and mentally uncomfortable as well. Next thing is start to build a practice of awareness in your body. That could be as simple as like what we did in the beginning of our time here today and just pausing and breathing and asking your body, where am I here today? What do I need? So often we are on autopilot. We just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. We do task after task after task, and we never stop to check in with our physical, emotional, and mental and energetic body. We are just expecting our bodies to perform, perform, perform without checking in. And when we're not aware of our body, I really truly believe that you can end up in these super stressful, chronic stress states because you just don't know where your baseline is and that you're so far off it. And I, and for me, what happened was I didn't know how far from my baseline I was until it was impacting every area of my life. And I had to hard stop a lot of things in life. And Unfortunately, I've had to learn this lesson more than once. So if you're out there thinking, I thought I've been there already. I thought I learned this lesson already. Yeah, me too. 
And it's frustrating sometimes. And I really, really just want to validate that. I experienced extreme burnout after my first job out of grad school. And and this summer I had a similar experience of not listening to my body, not as extreme, but definitely didn't listen to my body and the environment it was in. So build an awareness practice. It can be an in-depth meditation practice, a journaling practice. It can be this daily check-in. I have a YouTube video I can share below, or even what we did in the beginning of this podcast. Start to get to know the ebbs and flows of your body. Knows what feels good, know what doesn't, know what activates you, and know when it activates you. We are cyclical human beings, and that's a whole nother podcast that I'm stoked to dive into, but we are cyclical human beings. And oftentimes things happen in cycles. So for women, there is your menstrual cycle. For all humans, there are moon cycles. There are the cycles of the day, cycles of the season. And sometimes how we feel shifts with all those things. So this practice is just starting to get to know yourself, can serve yourself so many different ways. One, as a stress management tool, and two, just a more joyful life. So get to know yourself, get to know the ebbs and flows of your body, what feels good, what doesn't. Build this daily awareness practice so that when you do feel that you're stuck in a chronic stress state, you can catch it a little bit quicker than you might have in the past. So that's kind of step 1.5 or two. And then from there is finding stress management techniques that work for you. That's going to look different for every single person out there because all of us experience stress differently in their bodies and all of us experience stress and stress relief differently. So for me, for example, I know that body-based ways of movement and being really are nourishing to my physical body and help me relieve stress. That's how I got into yoga. That's how I feel about hiking, lifting weights. All these things really help me process stress in my body, help me complete the stress cycle. Other people, it's going to look differently. So there are things like hobbies, like hiking and yoga, painting and crafting and music that can relieve stress. And then there are body-based ways to relieve stress. I share a ton of those over on my Instagram and my YouTube channel. I will link that all below. And I teach a lot about that and how to find body-based ways to physiologically change stress in your body through movement, breath, and self-massage. It's really powerful. It really does work. There is science behind it. And I think more people need to know this. So I just ran a seven days of self-care in September that taught many of these tools and techniques. And I think I'm going to make it a little mini course. So if that's something you're interested in, I'm going to drop a wait list below and it's going to be a free course, but just a little mini free course for everyone to do um, to learn more body-based self-care and stress management tools. And from, you know, there learning the stress management tools is then returning back to that 
awareness and knowing, okay, this is how I feel. This is how I need. So if you're feeling overactivated, you might need something calming. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you might need something stimulating that helps you focus. There's all sorts of ways to meet your body where it is, but it really starts with a understanding the stress cycle and understanding that stress isn't a bad thing and B, getting to know your body. From there, you can better show up for yourself. You can better manage your stress. You can better create movement plans and self-care plans and even just lifestyle habits that are going to serve you long term. So I want to keep it short and sweet today because I know if you're stressed out, you ain't got a ton of time on your hands. And I'm going to leave you with a bunch of links below on how to better show up for yourself. And over on my Instagram later today, I'm also going to share some of my favorite body-based stress management techniques. I have loads of them on my page, but I'm going to share even more today. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, comments, leave them. Please, please, please reach out to me on Instagram at dr.k-e-r-r-y-m-c-g-i-n-n or email me at contact at kerrymegan.com. I love chatting about this. I love teaching about this. And I want to help you understand how to use stress to your advantage. If you have any specific questions about stress, let me know and we can dive into them in a podcast. Have a beautiful day, my friends.